july one through seven of morning and evening daily readings this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by david leeson morning and evening daily readings by charles spurgeon morning july one in summer and in winter shall it be Zechariah 14.8 The streams of living water which flow from Jerusalem are not dried up by the parching heats of sultry midsummer any more than they were frozen by the cold winds of blustering winter. Rejoice, O my soul, that thou art spared to testify of the faithfulness of the Lord. The seasons change and thou changest, but thy Lord abides evermore the same, and the streams of his love are as deep, as broad, and as full as ever the heats of business cares and scorching trials make me need the cooling influences of the river of his grace i may go at once and drink to the full from the inexhaustible fountain for in summer and in winter it pours forth its flood the upper springs are never scanty and blessed be the name of the lord the nether springs cannot fail either elijah found cherith dry up but jehovah was still the same god of providence job said his brethren were like deceitful brooks but he found his god an overflowing river of consolation the nile is the great confidence of egypt but its floods are variable our lord is evermore the same by turning the course of the euphrates cyrus took the city of babylon but no power human or infernal can divert the current of divine grace the tracks of ancient rivers have been found all dry and desolate but the streams which take their rise on the mountains of divine sovereignty and infinite love shall ever be full to the brim generations melt away but the course of grace is unaltered the river of god may sing with greater truth than the brook in the poem men may come and men may go but i go on forever how happy art thou my soul to be led beside such still waters never wander to other streams lest thou hear the lord's rebuke what hast thou to do in the way of egypt to drink of the muddy river evening july one the voice of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day genesis three eight my soul now that the cool of the day has come retire awhile and hearken to the voice of thy god he is always ready to speak with thee when thou art prepared to hear if there be any slowness to commune it is not on his part but altogether on thine own for he stands at the door and knocks and if his people will but open he rejoices to enter but in what state is my heart which is my lord's garden may i venture to hope that it is well trimmed and watered and is bringing forth fruit fit for him if not he will have much to reprove but still i pray him to come unto me for nothing can so certainly bring my heart into a right condition as the presence of the son of righteousness who brings healing in his wings come therefore o lord my god my soul invites thee earnestly and waits for thee eagerly come to me o jesus my well-beloved and plant fresh flowers in my garden such as i see blooming in such perfection in thy matchless character come o my father who art the husbandman and deal with me in thy tenderness and prudence come o holy spirit and bedew my whole nature as the herbs are now moistened with the evening dews 
oh that god would speak to me speak lord for thy servant heareth oh that he would walk with me i am ready to give up my whole heart and mind to him and every other thought is hushed i am only asking what he delights to give i am sure that he will condescend to have fellowship with me for he has given me his holy spirit to abide with me for ever sweet is the cool twilight when every star seems like the eye of heaven and the cool wind is as the breath of celestial love my father my elder brother my sweet comforter speak now in loving-kindness for thou hast opened mine ear and i am not rebellious morning july two our heart shall rejoice in him psalm thirty three twenty one blessed is the fact that christians can rejoice even in the deepest distress although trouble may surround them they still sing and like many birds they sing best in their cages the waves may roll over them but their souls soon rise to the surface and see the light of god's countenance they have a buoyancy about them which keeps their head always above the water and helps them to sing amid the tempest god is with me still to whom shall the glory be given oh to jesus it is all by jesus trouble does not necessarily bring consolation with it to the believer but the presence of the son of god in the fiery furnace with him fills his heart with joy he is sick and suffering but jesus visits him and makes his bed for him he is dying and the cold chilly waters of jordan are gathering about him up to the neck but jesus puts his arms around him and cries fear not beloved to die is to be blessed the waters of death have their fountainhead in heaven they are not bitter they are sweet as nectar for they flow from the throne of god as the departing saint wades through the stream and the billows gather around him and heart and flesh fail him the same voice sounds in his ears fear not i am with thee be not dismayed i am thy god as he nears the borders of the infinite unknown and is almost affrighted to enter the realm of shades jesus says fear not it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom thus strengthened and consoled the believer is not afraid to die nay he is even willing to depart for since he has seen jesus as the morning star he longs to gaze upon him as the sun in his strength truly the presence of jesus is all the heaven we desire he is at once the glory of our brightest days the comfort of our nights evening july two unto thee will i cry o lord my rock be not silent to me lest if thou be silent to me i become like them that go down into the pit psalm twenty eight one a cry is the natural expression of sorrow and a suitable utterance when all other modes of appeal fail us but the cry must be alone directed to the lord for to cry to man is to waste our entreaties upon the air when we consider the readiness of the lord to hear and his ability to aid we shall see good reason for directing all our appeals at once to the god of our salvation it will be in vain to call to the rocks in the day of judgment but our rock attends to our cries be not silent to me mere formalists may be content without answers to their prayers but genuine suppliants cannot they are not satisfied with the results of prayer itself in calming the mind and subduing the will they must go further and obtain actual replies from heaven or they cannot rest and those replies they long to receive at once they dread even a little of god's silence 
god's voice is often so terrible that it shakes the wilderness but his silence is equally full of awe to an eager suppliant when god seems to close his ear we must not therefore close our mouths but rather cry with more earnestness for when our note grows shrill with eagerness and grief he will not long deny us a hearing what a dreadful case should we be in if the lord should become forever silent to our prayers lest if thou be silent to me i become like them that go down into the pit deprived of the god who answers prayer we should be in a more pitiable plight than the dead in the grave and should soon sink to the same level as the lost in hell we must have answers to prayer ours is an urgent case of dire necessity surely the lord will speak peace to our agitated minds for he can never find it in his heart to permit his own elect to perish morning july three the ill-favored and lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind genesis forty one four pharaoh's dream has too often been my waking experience my days of sloth have ruinously destroyed all that i had achieved in times of zealous industry my seasons of coldness have frozen all the genial glow of my periods of fervency and enthusiasm and my fits of worldliness have thrown me back from my advances in the divine life i had need to beware of lean prayers lean praises lean duties and lean experiences for these will eat up the fat of my comfort and peace if i neglect prayer for never so short a time i lose all the spirituality to which i had attained if i draw no fresh supplies from heaven the old corn in my granary is soon consumed by the famine which rages in my soul when the caterpillars of indifference the cankerworms of worldliness and the palmer worms of self-indulgence lay my heart completely desolate and make my soul to languish all my former fruitfulness and growth in grace avails me nothing whatever how anxious should i be to have no lean-fleshed days no ill-favored hours if every day i journeyed towards the goal of my desires i should soon reach it but backsliding leaves me still far off from the prize of my high calling and robs me of the advances which i had so laboriously made the only way in which all my days can be as the fat kine is to feed them in the right meadow to spend them with the lord in his service in his company in his fear and in his way why should not every year be richer than the past in love and usefulness and joy i am nearer the celestial hills i have had more experience of my lord and should be more like him o lord keep far from me the curse of leanness of soul let me not have to cry my leanness my leanness woe unto me but may i be well fed and nourished in thy house that i may praise thy name evening july three if we suffer we shall also reign with him second timothy two twelve we must not imagine that we are suffering for christ and with christ if we are not in christ beloved friend are you trusting to jesus only if not whatever you may have to mourn over on earth you are not suffering with christ and have no hope of reigning with him in heaven neither are we to conclude that all a christian's sufferings are sufferings with christ for it is essential that he be called by god to suffer 
if we are rash and imprudent and run into positions for which neither providence nor grace has fitted us we ought to question whether we are not rather sinning than communing with jesus if we let passion take the place of judgment and self-will reign instead of scriptural authority we shall fight the lord's battles with the devil's weapons and if we cut our own fingers we must not be surprised again in troubles which come upon us as the result of sin we must not dream that we are suffering with christ when miriam spoke evil of moses and the leprosy polluted her she was not suffering for god moreover suffering which god accepts must have god's glory as its end if i suffer that i may earn a name or win applause i shall get no other reward than that of the pharisee it is requisite also that love to jesus and love to his elect be ever the mainspring of all our patience we must manifest the spirit of christ in meekness gentleness and forgiveness let us search and see if we truly suffer with jesus and if we do thus suffer what is our light affliction compared with reigning with him oh it is so blessed to be in the furnace with christ and such an honor to stand in the pillory with him that if there were no future reward we might count ourselves happy in present honor but when the recompense is so eternal so infinitely more than we had any right to expect shall we not take up the cross with alacrity and go on our way rejoicing morning july four sanctify them through thy truth john seventeen seventeen sanctification begins in regeneration the spirit of god infuses into man that new living principle by which he becomes a new creature in christ jesus this work which begins in the new birth is carried on in two ways mortification whereby the lusts of the flesh are subdued and kept under and vivification by which the life which god has put within us is made to be a well of water springing up into everlasting life this is carried on every day in what is called perseverance by which the christian is preserved and continued in a gracious state and is made to abound in good works unto the praise and glory of god and it culminates or comes to perfection in glory when the soul being thoroughly purged is caught up to dwell with holy beings at the right hand of the majesty on high but while the spirit of god is thus the author of sanctification yet there is a visible agency employed which must not be forgotten sanctify them said jesus through thy truth thy word is truth the passages of scripture which prove that the instrument of our sanctification is the word of god are very many the spirit of god brings to our minds the precepts and doctrines of truth and applies them with power these are heard in the ear and being received in the heart they work in us to will and to do of god's good pleasure the truth is the sanctifier and if we do not hear or read the truth we shall not grow in sanctification we only progress in sound living as we progress in sound understanding thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path do not say of any error it is a mere matter of opinion no man indulges an error of judgment without sooner or later tolerating an error in practice hold fast the truth for by so holding the truth shall you be sanctified by the spirit of god evening july four he that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully psalm twenty four four 
outward practical holiness is a very precious mark of grace it is to be feared that many professors have perverted the doctrine of justification by faith in such a way as to treat good works with contempt if so they will receive everlasting contempt at the last great day if our hands are not clean let us wash them in jesus precious blood and so let us lift up pure hands unto god but clean hands will not suffice unless they are connected with a pure heart true religion is heart work we may wash the outside of the cup and the platter as long as we please but if the inward parts be filthy we are filthy altogether in the sight of god for our hearts are more truly ourselves than our hands are the very life of our being lies in the inner nature and hence the imperative need of purity within the pure in heart shall see god all others are but blind bats the man who is born for heaven hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity all men have their joys by which their souls are lifted up the worldling lifts up his soul in carnal delights which are mere empty vanities but the saint loves more substantial things like jehoshaphat he is lifted up in the ways of the lord he who is content with husks will be reckoned with the swine does the world satisfy thee then thou hast thy reward and portion in this life make much of it for thou shalt know no other joy nor sworn deceitfully the saints are men of honor still the christian man's word is his only oath but that is as good as twenty oaths of other men false speaking will shut any man out of heaven for a liar shall not enter into god's house whatever may be his professions or doings reader does the text before us condemn thee or dost thou hope to ascend into the hill of the lord morning july five called to be saints romans one seven we are very apt to regard the apostolic saints as if they were saints in a more especial manner than the other children of god all are saints whom god has called by his grace and sanctified by his spirit but we are apt to look upon the apostles as extraordinary beings scarcely subject to the same weaknesses and temptations as ourselves yet in so doing we are forgetful of this truth that the nearer a man lives to god the more intensely has he to mourn over his own evil heart and the more his master honors him in his service the more also doth the evil of the flesh vex and tease him day by day the fact is if we had seen the apostle paul we should have thought him remarkably like the rest of the chosen family and if we had talked with him we should have said we find that his experience and ours are much the same he is more faithful more holy and more deeply taught than we are but he has the self-same trials to endure nay in some respects he is more sorely tried than ourselves do not then look upon the ancient saints as being exempt either from infirmities or sins and do not regard them with that mystic reverence which will almost make us idolaters their holiness is attainable even by us we are called to be saints by that same voice which constrained them to their high vocation it is a christian's duty to force his way into the inner circle of saintship and if these saints were superior to us in their attainments as they certainly were let us follow them let us emulate their ardor and holiness we have the same light that they had the same grace is accessible to us and why should we rest satisfied until we have equaled them in heavenly character they lived with jesus they lived for jesus therefore they grew like jesus 
let us live by the same spirit as they did looking unto jesus and our saintship will soon be apparent evening july five trust ye in the lord forever for in the lord jehovah is everlasting strength isaiah twenty six four seeing that we have such a god to trust to let us rest upon him with all our weight let us resolutely drive out all unbelief and endeavor to get rid of doubts and fears which so much mar our comfort since there is no excuse for fear where god is the foundation of our trust a loving parent would be sorely grieved if his child could not trust him and how ungenerous how unkind is our conduct when we put so little confidence in our heavenly father who has never failed us and who never will it were well if doubting were banished from the household of god but it is to be feared that old unbelief is as nimble nowadays as when the psalmist asked is his mercy clean gone forever will he be favorable no more david had not made any very lengthy trial of the mighty sword of the giant goliath and yet he said there is none like it he had tried it once in the hour of his youthful victory and it had proved itself to be of the right metal and therefore he praised it ever afterwards even so should we speak well of our god for there is none like unto him in the heaven above or the earth beneath to whom then will ye liken me or shall i be equal saith the holy one there is no rock like unto the rock of jacob our enemies themselves being judges so far from suffering doubts to live in our hearts we will take the whole detestable crew as elijah did the prophets of baal and slay them over the brook and for a stream to kill them at we will select the sacred torrent which wells forth from our saviour's wounded side we have been in many trials but we have never yet been cast where we could not find in our god all that we needed let us then be encouraged to trust in the lord forever assured that his everlasting strength will be as it has been our succor and stay morning july six whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil proverbs one thirty three divine love is rendered conspicuous when it shines in the midst of judgments fair is that lone star which smiles through the rifts of thunder-clouds bright is the oasis which blooms in the wilderness of sand so fair and so bright is love in the midst of wrath when the israelites provoked the most high by their continued idolatry he punished them by withholding both dew and rain so that their land was visited by a sore famine but while he did this he took care that his own chosen ones should be secure if all other brooks are dry yet shall there be one reserved for elijah and when that fails god shall still preserve for him a place of sustenance nay not only so the lord had not simply one elijah but he had a remnant according to the election of grace who were hidden by fifties in a cave and though the whole land was subject to famine yet these fifties in the cave were fed and fed from ahab's table too by his faithful god-fearing steward obadiah let us from this draw the inference that come what may god's people are safe let convulsions shake the solid earth let the skies themselves be rent in twain yet amid the wreck of worlds the believer shall be as secure as in the calmest hour of rest if god cannot save his people under heaven he will save them in heaven 
if the world becomes too hot to hold them then heaven shall be the place of their reception and their safety be ye then confident when ye hear of wars and rumors of wars let no agitation distress you but be quiet from fear of evil whatsoever cometh upon the earth you beneath the broad wings of jehovah shall be secure stay yourself upon his promise rest in his faithfulness and bid defiance to the blackest future for there is nothing in it direful for you your sole concern should be to show forth to the world the blessedness of hearkening to the voice of wisdom evening july six how many are mine iniquities and sins job thirteen twenty three have you ever really weighed and considered how great the sin of god's people is think how heinous is your own transgression and you will find that not only does a sin here and there tower up like an alp but that your iniquities are heaped upon each other as in the old fable of the giants who piled pillion upon ossa mountain upon mountain what an aggregate of sin there is in the life of one of the most sanctified of god's children attempt to multiply this the sin of one only by the multitude of the redeemed a number which no man can number and you will have some conception of the great mass of the guilt of the people for whom jesus shed his blood but we arrive at a more adequate idea of the magnitude of sin by the greatness of the remedy provided it is the blood of jesus christ god's only and well-beloved son god's son angels cast their crowns before him all the choral symphonies of heaven surround his glorious throne god over all blessed forever amen and yet he takes upon himself the form of a servant and is scourged and pierced bruised and torn and at last slain since nothing but the blood of the incarnate son of god could make atonement for our offences no human mind can adequately estimate the infinite value of the divine sacrifice for great as is the sin of god's people the atonement which takes it away is immeasurably greater therefore the believer even when sin rolls like a black flood and the remembrance of the past is bitter can yet stand before the blazing throne of the great and holy god and cry who is he that condemneth it is christ that died yea rather that hath risen again while the recollection of his sin fills him with shame and sorrow he at the same time makes it a foil to show the brightness of mercy guilt is the dark night in which the fair star of divine love shines with serene splendor morning july seven brethren pray for us first thessalonians five twenty five this one morning in the year we reserved to refresh the reader's memory upon the subject of prayer for ministers and we do most earnestly implore every christian household to grant the fervent request of the text first uttered by an apostle and now repeated by us brethren our work is solemnly momentous involving weal or woe to thousands we treat with souls for god on eternal business and our word is either a savor of life unto life or of death unto death a very heavy responsibility rests upon us and it will be no small mercy if at the last we be found clear of the blood of all men as officers in christ's army we are the especial mark of the enmity of men and devils they watch for our halting and labor to take us by the heels 
our sacred calling involves us in temptations from which you are exempt above all it too often draws us away from our personal enjoyment of truth into a ministerial and official consideration of it we meet with many knotty cases and our wits are at a nonplus we observe very sad backslidings and our hearts are wounded we see millions perishing and our spirits sink we wish to profit you by our preaching we desire to be blessed to your children we long to be useful both to saints and sinners therefore dear friends intercede for us with our god miserable men are we if we miss the aid of your prayers but happy are we if we live in your supplications you do not look to us but to our master for spiritual blessings and yet how many times has he given those blessings through his ministers ask then again and again that we may be the earthen vessels into which the lord may put the treasure of the gospel we the whole company of missionaries ministers city missionaries and students do in the name of jesus beseech you brethren pray for us evening july seven when i passed by thee i said unto thee live ezekiel sixteen six saved one consider gratefully this mandate of mercy note that this fiat of god is majestic in our text we perceive a sinner with nothing in him but sin expecting nothing but wrath but the eternal lord passes by in his glory he looks he pauses and he pronounces the solitary but royal word live there speaks a god who but he could venture thus to deal with life and dispense it with a single syllable again this fiat is manifold when he saith live it includes many things here is judicial life the sinner is ready to be condemned but the mighty one saith live and he rises pardoned and absolved it is spiritual life we knew not jesus our eyes could not see christ our ears could not hear his voice jehovah said live and we were quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins moreover it includes glory life which is the perfection of spiritual life i said unto thee live and that word rolls on through all the years of time till death comes and in the midst of the shadows of death the lord's voice is still heard live in the morning of the resurrection it is that self-same voice which is echoed by the archangel live and as holy spirits rise to heaven to be blessed forever in the glory of their god it is in the power of this same word live note again that it is an irresistible mandate saul of tarsus is on the road to damascus to arrest the saints of the living god a voice is heard from heaven and a light is seen above the brightness of the sun and saul is crying out lord what wilt thou have me to do this mandate is a mandate of free grace when sinners are saved it is only and solely because god will do it to magnify his free unpurchased unsought grace christians see your position debtors to grace show your gratitude by earnest christ-like lives and as god has bidden you live see to it that you live in earnest end of july one through july seven